edified. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, we bless you, we thank you for the privilege of relationship. We thank you that you are our God, and beside you there is none other. And now, Lord, uh, I pray that you would open the eyes of our understanding and give us an ear to hear what your spirit will say. In Jesus' name we do pray. Thank God and amen. Well, welcome to the School of the Spirit. Uh, it's good to be with you uh, tonight. Uh, thank you for all of your prayers and praying for our entire family uh, during this time uh, of bereavement. Uh, and this time of transition. Amen. Bless you, Brother Ronald. Amen. Some of our saints are all around the world in Barbados and Trinidad, and we love you in Jesus' name. Uh, I want to deal with something uh, tonight uh, that I believe will bring much comfort and much encouragement. And we won't be long. Uh, but I do want to just share something that I believe will be impactful and insightful. Amen. So let's begin uh, in the word of God. Uh, first of all, I want to talk tonight for the school of the spirit. I want to deal with tonight uh, the understanding of spiritual formation. Okay. Spiritual formation and uh, being conformed to the image of Christ, being conformed to the image of Christ. Now, I want to emphasize something with this, and I think that this is very important because we're living in a day and age in which it is becoming very fashionable, very attractive, if you will, very cute, if you will, to be a Christian. And I want to emphasize that we've got to really uh, discern uh, what it means to be a believer, what it means to walk in the spirit, and also what it means to have a relationship with God. God bless you, Sister Tate. Amen. Bless you, Brother Carol. It's good to see you on. We love you, sir. Amen. I hope you got the message. Uh, so we want to really deal with that. So School of the Spirit, uh, again, for those of you who are uh, receiving Bible study tonight uh, on our Instagram platforms, you'll be able, and on our podcast, you'll be able to see some of the notes that I've put together for Bible study on our YouTube and Facebook uh, in the replay as well. Amen. So let's deal with this. Spiritual formation, being conformed to the image of Christ. I want to really deal with that. Uh, it was, and I want to look at this, it was Henry Nowen. Uh, let's use this to take Henry Nowen uh, is a great, uh, great, was a great man of God that was greatly used by God. Uh, and he said something that I, that really blessed me and I was really meditating on it today. Uh, and it's been something that has been very strengthening for me uh, in this particular season uh, that I find myself in. And he said something about prayer. And I want you to ponder this and think about it. And he said, prayer is not what is done by us, okay, but rather what is done by the Holy Spirit in us. I want you to notice the difference. Prayer is not what is done by us, but rather what is done by the Holy Spirit in us in us. And so we've got to begin. We've got to be been. We've got to begin. Bless you, dear. We've got to begin 
by understanding this. And I wanted to, uh, this was so important. Uh, this lesson for Bible study night was so important that I wanted to share some of my own notes. Amen. Vana, good to see you. God bless you. Amen. I was thinking about you, praying about you, praying for you today. Prayer is not what is done by us, but rather what is done by the Holy Spirit in us. So when we pray, it's not something that we just do, but the Spirit of God directs us. The Spirit of God gives us insight. The Spirit of God gives us wisdom. The Spirit of God gives us illumination uh, as Christ is revealed to us by the Spirit. So prayer is not what is done by us, but rather what is done by the Holy Spirit in us. And I believe that in light of our present society, uh, in light of the unrest that we see, especially uh, right now between Ukraine and Russia, and we're praying for brothers and sisters in Ukraine. I have had extensive relationships uh, with those from Ukraine for almost 15 years prior to uh, the current conflict, uh, especially even when it wasn't. Uh, as popular or popularized as it is now uh, through my relationships over the years with the United Nations. And so we're praying for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and uh, in, in Russia uh, in uh, the heat of this moment, what some are calling and referring to as the Cold World, Cold War 2.0. Uh, and so, you know, when we look at all of these things, imperialism and uh, all of the things, and to all the ladies, God bless you, happy International Women's Day. I'll get that out the way. Amen. Uh, but we want to we be mindful. want to be mindful that prayer is also spiritual activism. Prayer is spiritual activism. Uh, prayer is not the worst thing that we can do. Uh, prayer is not the uh, light thing that we can do. And sometimes we sometimes think that. Prayer is the greatest thing that we can do. And I want to emphasize that. I want us to understand that. When we pray, things shift. When we pray, lives change. When we pray, things begin to change. And so we want to make sure that we understand that prayer is not what is done by us. Okay, but rather what is done by the Spirit in us is when God begins to do a work in us and a work through us. I want to lay that as a foundation uh, for where I believe the Lord is leading me to go tonight. And I think it will bring uh, much wisdom uh, and much insight for us all. Amen. So let's deal with this. Let's deal with this. Okay. Let's deal with this. Let's deal with this. All right. Uh, so let's look at this. We're in the school of the spirit. So I want to lay a foundation for this particular week. Uh, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verse number 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 10. So 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 10. And again, I have uh, tried. I didn't realize that the slide was a little uh, disjointed because it didn't come out that way when I did it earlier. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 10. And this is really going to uh, be a blessing. I believe it will really bring insight and revelation, illumination uh, in your life. So let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Hallelujah. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses uh, 10. So 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 10. Amen. And here begins the reading of God's holy word. I bless you. I think there's Prophet Hubie Sin on there tonight. 
Amen. If so, hit me up, buddy. Uh, he has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. Reading out of the NIV. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. So I'm going to read that again. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. I want to focus in on this because I believe uh, that this is really where the Lord wants me to go tonight. Okay, so notice what it says. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril. Okay, he has delivered us. That speaks to the past. All right, he will deliver us again. That speaks to the future. On him, we have set our hope that he will deliver us. That speaks to the present. So I want you to notice the train of the text, and I want you to hear me carefully. The train of the text, okay, is that he has delivered us. That's the past, okay? And then it says, and he will deliver us again. That is the future, okay? And on him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. That is the present. Okay, so let's let's have an understanding of this. Deliverance is past, future, present. Past in the past, God will, God has or shall has done. He has delivered us. Okay, all right. And then He will deliver us again. That's future, and we have set our hope that He will continue to deliver us. Okay, so deliverance, all right, is in the past the future, and the present. Deliverance is in the past, the future, in the present. He has put deliverance past, future, and present. Now I want to go down to verse number 11. Just stay with me. Verse number 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 11. Okay? All right? And I, I want us to understand this. I want us to come into a greater understanding and a greater dimension of this. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse number 10. He has delivered us from such a great deadly peril past and he will deliver us again. Future on him. We have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us present again, past, future and present. Everybody with me? Past future, and present. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 11 says, as you help us by your prayers. As you help us by your prayers. As you help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. I want us to really deal with this, okay? So, let's 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 unpack this. 
When we talk about spiritual formation, if you're with me, just say I'm tracking with you, Bishop. Let me see you. When we talk about spiritual formation, and I want to take my time with this because this is a very serious thing. A lot of times today, what we are seeing is the elevation and the fascination with gifts, with giftedness, with talent, with skill. And we, we elevate that at the expense of character. So we look at how we look at how gifted someone is. We look at how someone appears to be intelligent. OK, uh, in light of first Samuel chapter 16, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And I want to really take some time to deal with this because I, I think it's extremely important that we understand this. Matter of fact, thank you, Holy Ghost. Uh, let's go to first Samuel chapter 16. I want to read this. Hey, Sister Rosie. And again, our main scripture, Second Corinthians chapter one, verses 10 and verse 11. Thank you, Chelsea. But I want to look at this uh, for just a moment. Now, I have some stuff prepared again, uh, some slides, but it's school of the spirit. And as the spirit of God leaves me, I will shift. Amen. Uh, I have learned a long time ago that my agenda is not important. Uh, who I work for is important. So when my boss tells me, when the spirit of God tells me to move, I move. Even if I don't understand it, uh, I move. Amen. I tell people all the time, I may not always know what to do, but I've learned how to listen. Amen. And so 1 Samuel chapter 16, let's make this clean. Let's make this plain. Come on, Horace, track with me. Amen. I see you coming in. 1 Samuel chapter 16. Let's go down to verse number 7. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse number 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. Uh, the old LXX, the, the, the original Lexum says, I have uh, not just refused him, but I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, for man uh, looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So I have to understand, I got to get beyond the externals. I got to get beyond the externals. How many of you have made the mistake like me over the years of looking at people's externals, uh, looking at uh, how many degrees they got on the wall? OK, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. All right. I believe in education. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. OK, uh, how many degrees they got on the wall? Uh, how many uh, likes they have? How many followers they have? How nice their LinkedIn page is? How uh, nice their stuff appears? Okay, uh, and then you really get to know them, and you realize that all of that stuff you thought was gold was just shimmer. Okay, it was just shimmering from something else. It wasn't true, and 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 so we've got to move beyond these superficial, shallow things to come into the deep of God to come into maturity, to come into the fullness of what God desires to do in and through our lives. And so that means that we've got to shatter the fascination with shallow things, okay? We've got to shatter the fascination with trying to make it look like we're bigger than we are, all right? Uh, my father-in-law calls it being a legend in your own mind. 
Amen. God doesn't look at the outward appearance. God doesn't look at uh, what you have on the wall. God doesn't look at uh, all the other stuff that people look at. You know, the numbers, the music, the moment, all that stuff, right? God looks at the heart. He looks at the interior. We have a fascination with the exterior, the, char the, the charisma, the gifting, the ability. God looks at the interior, the heart, the life, the intention. And so we want to return back to what God looks at. And what I'm noticing is that we have too many Titanic ministries today. We have too many Titanic people today in which we are sinking, looking good on the outside, but there's water all inside the bottom of the ship. And so that's why we want to deal with spiritual formation, looking like Christ, acting like Christ, speaking like Christ, living like Christ. Look like Jesus, act like Jesus, talk like Jesus, uh, be like Jesus. Allowing the Spirit of God to serenade our hearts, to transform us into the image of His Son. And this is a lifelong journey. We will never master this on this side. But by the help of the Spirit, we can live a life uh, that is pleasing to him, despite our own imperfections, circumstances, and situations. I'm not teaching legalism. I'm not telling you you got to do this, that, and the third. I'm saying to us that God wants to form us and transform us by his spirit. And so I'm working on some material with this, and I want to really deal with this because it is extremely important. So let's go a step deeper. Christian spiritual formation. What is it? Okay, so Christian spiritual formation, what is it? Christian spiritual formation is the process of being conformed to the image of Christ. Uh, to the image of Christ. Mr. Brandy, let me know if you can see this. Christian spiritual formation, spiritual formation, allowing the Spirit of God, okay, is the process of being conformed to the image of Christ for the glory of God and for the sake of others. Let's not forget, everybody likes to wear crosses today and crosses are like bling blinging, you know? Uh, but but let's, let's, set some, let's set some structure here when it comes to this, all right? When we see the cross, okay? When we see the cross, when we see the cross, uh, the cross is twofold, okay? You have the, uh, the vertical end, okay? That deals with us and God. And then you have the horizontal end. The horizontal deals with your fellow man, okay? A lot of times we like the vertical, or sometimes we don't, but we don't like to do the horizontal, okay? Catch the illustration. We like the vertical, but we don't like to do the horizontal, okay? And I want to really deal with this because it takes both to really understand uh, how the cross of Christ works, all right? Jesus didn't just die for you. He also died for the neighbor you don't like. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. And so let's look at this. Let's look at this. I'm already talking better than you saying something. All right. Now, spiritual formation is the process of being conformed to the image of Christ for the glory of God. Glory of God as vertical and for the sake of others. That's horizontal. That's that's the cross. OK. All right. Being conformed to the image of Christ for the glory of God. That's vertical. And uh, the sake of others. 
That's horizontal. All right. Jesus, keep me near the cross, near the perfect, near the precious fountain. These to all little uh, <coughs> slit that flows from every mountain in the cross, in the cross, uh, in the cross. The cross of Calvary reminds us of self-denial. This is the season of Lent. And in the season of Lent, we are reminded about denial. It is not so much about uh, some people. What are you giving up? And all of that. Did you did you give that up? Did you give that up? And no, all. Let me tell you. So you give up something and not give up something and do it out of form and fashion, and it brings no transformation in your life. I have seen people get baptized. They go down a dry devil and come up a wet one. Let's call it. A, let's just call it a buck. Okay. I want you to understand tonight. That if your heart is not in something, no matter how much clapping and celebrating you do, don't don't be fooled and think that everybody that click like on your picture really like what you're saying. Okay, don't be fooled and think that everybody that's clapping for you uh, when it's time to clap means that they're doing it because it might not be in your heart. I grew up in a church uh, where, and I believe in honor. I believe in honor. Don't get me wrong, but I grew up in a church where. Uh, we was we stood for the pastor and I do believe in standing for the man of God. I'm not saying I don't, but I grew up in a church where people did it out of habit. OK. And then when uh, pastors back was against the wall, because I come from a ministry family, my grandparents, great grandparents, you name it. And when pastors back was against the wall, all them folk that were standing and clapping when they walked in wasn't around to help lift them up. OK. And so it's very easy. It's very easy. It's very easy. It's very easy. To, to get caught up in the applause of people. That's what this season of Lent is all about. This season of Lent is all about reminding us that when we come out of Lent, we're going to go in preparation of Palm Sunday where everybody's going to say, Hosanna, Hosanna, yeah, Jesus. You know, they got the, they got the logo on, and, you know, uh, God is dope shirts and all that. Think about, think about, let's contextualize the scene. All right. They got the God's dope shirts and they Hosanna, Hosanna. And then a week later, crucify, crucify. Hold it now. So the same people who were clapping were also the same people putting uh, uh, the insight of telling Pilate to crucify Christ. What does that mean? That means that the hearts of men and women are fickle. I don't know who this is for tonight, but I hear the spirit of God telling me to tell you, don't get caught up in the hype. Don't get caught up right now in who's who's pushing you up, who's selling you, who's gassing you, all that stuff. Don't get caught up in all of that, because that does not mean that they genuinely care for you and you don't know Who's really for you when you're in the mountain? Hear me tonight. You learn who's for you when you're in the valley. And the Bible declares, glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost now. I was feeling a little down, but I feel all right now. Feel the Holy Ghost now. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Uh, the Bible says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty there is liberty or there is freedom and we all who with unveiled faces 
contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image. Second Corinthians 3, 17, 18 now, who are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Hold it now. So the focus of spiritual formation is the Holy Ghost. The focus of spiritual formation, bless you, my brother, I love you. Let's talk tomorrow. The focus of spiritual formation is the Holy Ghost who guides the ongoing journey towards union with God. The focus of spiritual formation is the Holy Ghost who guides the ongoing journey towards union with God. If you want to really get united with God, you've got to walk in the spirit. If you want to really understand the will of God, you've got to walk in the spirit. How are we going to navigate this Ukraine thing? How are we going to navigate gas going up? Went to Walmart, didn't just not just gas going up, food's going up. I looked the other day when I went to buy some Green peppers, and you guys know I love to cook. I cooked before I talked tonight and went Bishop Davis to buy some green peppers and yellow peppers and all of that. And I looked and I looked at the package and I said, a dollar thirty-seven cent for one pepper? Amen. Everything's going up. Inflation, all of that. How are we gonna navigate this? The Holy Spirit. I'm not over-spiritualizing things. I'm not over-spiritualizing anything. I'm telling you that in this hour, we cannot live just by our own natural feelings and natural understanding. We've got to live through another set of eyes. We cannot live through the eyes of our, of our perception. We've got to live through the eyes of the Spirit of God. So the focus of spiritual formation, hallelujah, the focus of spiritual formation is the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh who guides the ongoing journey towards union with Christ, all right? And so I want us to go a step deeper with this because I think it's, it's touching someone and it's blessing you. Now, here, here's where I want to land. So the response is submission. I want to teach this tonight for Bible study. The response is submission, Okay, submission. Now, this is really the main scripture I want to go to. I'm not going to get through all my notes tonight. My wife even told me, she said, you ain't going to be able to get through all that stuff tonight. And she was right. I'm not going to be able to get through all this tonight. But the main response is submission. We, you know, we talk about S words and all that. But the one S word that folk don't like is the word submission. Amen. Is the word submission. Submission has gotten uh, to become a dirty word, you know, because we feel as if we're taking our power away. No, you're not taking your power away. You're surrendering your power to the ultimate power, which is Christ. Hello, somebody. I'm not talking about domination and control. Amen. I'm not talking about domination and control because we do have a lot of control freaks out there. I'm not talking about domination and control, but I'm saying that we have to submit to the spirit of God. I am not talking about domination and control. I'm not talking about people that try to abuse you in relationships. I'm not talking about all of that. I'm talking about submitting to the spirit of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? Hallelujah. This is making sense. Say something back to me. Our response is submission. Formation then. We're talking about spiritual formation. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost now. Formation then 
is an organic, lifelong, and holistic process. I want to break this down. Formation is an organic, lifelong, and holistic process. You're going to have to re-listen to this, I'm telling you. Formation is an organic, lifelong, and holistic process involving right thinking. This is called, in the early church, it was called orthodoxy, right thinking. And we have the notes on our Facebook and YouTube there as well. It's called orthodoxy, right thinking. Then right behaviors, that deals with orthopraxy, okay? And then right feelings, that deals with orthopathy. So let me break this down. Formation is an organic process involving our right thinking, right behavior, and right feelings. When we are properly submitted to the Spirit of God, He reorders how we think. He reorders how we behave. He reorders how we feel. You better hear what I'm saying to you tonight. We don't hear this taught a lot, but this biblical is scriptural. Okay, God does not just save you for you to go up in the spirit, go up in the Holy Ghost and and go up and have a high time. And I believe in having a high time, but he also delivers you. He also saves you. He also fills you with the spirit of God for your thinking to change. He also fills you with the spirit of God for your behavior to change. He also fills you with the spirit of God for your feelings to be transformed. So the heart of stone becomes a heart of flesh. Frustrations, anger, disappointment. He begins to transform how you see. You can't love your enemy on your own, but by the spirit of God, he takes that rage and that vengeance and dips it in his blood and it becomes love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know how many times, to be quite honest with you, I ended up apologizing to somebody and I was the one being wrong? Why? Because the Spirit of God was working on my heart to come to grips and come to peace with what was done, even when I might have been the victim or the one offended. And I made a decision to live unoffendable because the Spirit of offense will cause you to become bitter, to embrace hatred, and to begin to come to the place in which you don't even want to receive anything because you begin to think that everybody's going to do you wrong like the last person you knew. I don't know why God's leading me this way, but I'm going to deal right. I'm going to stay right here. We got to begin to deal with that because if we're not careful, we will cut off things and cut off people. That God is trying to sin because we have unhealed hurts and unrealistic expectations. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you tonight? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I want to deal with this. I want to deal with this because this is very, very, very important. All right. And and somebody's going to get set free tonight. I'm almost finished. Now, uh, let's go to Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. Hey, Sister Sheree, I love Sister Sheree. Sheree and I have been rolling a long time. She's been faithful for years. Amen. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. Are you with me tonight? Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Galatians chapter 4, verse uh, 19. It's one of my favorite scriptures. One of my favorite scriptures. One of my favorite scriptures. Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. Uh, I, I love this passage. I love the word of God. Let's look at it. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 4, verse 19, My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. I'm going to say it again. My dear children, my dear children, my dear children, okay, of whom I am again, uh, of whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. Now, why is this important? Why is this important? This is important for several reasons. First of all, it's important because it's showing us what God has said. It's showing us what God is continuing to do. He says, my little children, of whom I am in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. So Christ must be what? Formed in you. Christ must be what? Formed in you. Christ must be what? Formed in you. And when Christ is formed in you, you become transformed. I'm going to say that again as I close this thing here now. As Christ is formed in you, you become transformed. As Christ is formed in you, you become transformed. So God wants to transform us. Okay? He wants to transform us. And I want you to understand he's transforming us to bring us into a greater understanding of what he desires to do. All right. And he wants to cause us to come into the place of maturity so that we're able to manifest his desires in and through our lives. So by way of review, as I close, because I'm not going to be able to finish all this tonight. The focus of spiritual formation is the Holy Ghost who guides the ongoing journey towards union with God. Spiritual formation is the process of being conformed to the image of Christ for the glory of God and the sake of others. What a powerful introduction tonight. Listen, Father, I thank you. I thank you for what you've called me to do. I thank you for what you've called me to say. I thank you even tonight that you're provoking your people toward faith and obedience. I thank you, Spirit of the living God that you're allowing us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. God wants your mind set free. Right thinking, right behavior, right feeling. Right thinking, right behavior, right feeling. I've said what you told me to say. I've done what you told me to do. Now God confirm this word even now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If there's one that is not saved, out of the ark of safety, we offer, we offer Christ to you tonight, that you would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, who died for you 2,000 years ago and rose again from the dead. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus, then you 
are saved. Salvation does not happen overnight, but it is a process. I pray that tonight has blessed you. I pray that you have been encouraged. I pray that you have been strengthened. I pray that you have been uh, edified through our teaching tonight. I'm going to ask if you uh, have been blessed, if you would like to be a blessing and sow us a free will offering tonight, you can do so by texting the word global to 51400. You can also go on our website, globalfirenow.com, uh, which will take you to our PayPal, paypal.me slash globalfirenow, and also our cash app, dollar sign globalfirenow, and our Zelle, our Zelle, globalfirenow at gmail.com. The Lord bless you and keep you is our prayer. In the name of the Lord Jesus the Christ, our Savior, Amen. Expect greater. I will see you again this coming Sunday. Allow God to transform your life. Be blessed. Global is who we are. Fire is what we bring. Ministry is what we do. Amen.